Rose, Kate Winslet, boards the maiden voyage of the Titanic with her terrible fiancé, Cal, Billy Zane. And there she meets Jack, Leonardo DiCaprio. Jack and Rose fall in love as disaster strikes the ship. From 1997, a romance for the ages, and our early Valentine's Day gift to you, Titanic. And I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. You know what? I'm married to the sea. Oh! And uh, this is... um. I've already done... This is Mama Needs a Movie. This is Mama Needs a Movie. This show's going to be full of maritime metaphors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, like the whale? (laughs) Yes, much like the whale, and it's many many, uh, metaphors to Moby Dick God. Avatar 2? Um, remember when we watched The Whale? That was about a year ago. Yeah, I remember when people were trying to pretend it was good. <laughs> people just like, The Whale is pretty good. And you're just like, oh my God. You're just like no. sitting watching The Whale going, what am I watching? You know watching? what I did think about today, though, is that that Brendan Fraser should have played the dad in The Iron Claw. He, oh. he looks like a former wrestler. I think that would have been really good casting to show like, oh, he's got an edgier side. Does he have the uh, the uh, menace to it, though? The menace that you No, but I think there's a creepiness to a guy who's like playing weak all the time. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, I'm sad. I- help me. But really, he's a monster. Anyway, that's my pitch for a movie that was already made. <laughs> but but maybe someone should keep that in mind. If you're casting out there, keep that in mind. Brendan Fraser as like a covertly abusive parent. That, that's kind of a good Yeah. Well, part, I yeah. think that's more for his, uh, his people who uh, are uh, currently casting him and things i'm sure they're doing fine they're fighting people they're, they're fighting off. they're he fighting offers off i don't need to worry about is... brendan fraser's career i need to worry about my career the whole about, point yeah. of everything is winning oscars uh which yes. relates to our guest oh, that's true <laughs> our guest very, <laughs> very nicely waited for me to finish dealing with uh the vet and my car and every other little thing yeah and like uh, and like 40 minutes late to this record um uh-huh. no that's yeah. not that's an exaggeration okay guys Feels like it guests are back uh-huh. Remember, remember yeah, we how we had, a, we had we had a few weeks we had kind of at the end of 2023 and 20 and beginning of the year here we had no guests guests are back in a big way we're going to start having them now every other week uh, here when here when we do mama needs a movie and we're, we're roaring back with a guest that that i think is, is i absolutely perfect booking for this uh time of year for this film i'm so excited our guests co-hosts a show a, a podcast called the oscar should have gone to this show does what it says on the tin. It basically goes by like year by year through the Oscar nominations and sort of relitigates them and decides who should have actually won them. Uh, this is a terrific show. I've done that show. Uh, I think I've done it twice. Uh, and our guest is an actor who you've seen on on uh, shows like Single Parents on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Tremendously uh, funny and entertaining uh, person to hear talk on the subject of movies. Our guest today is Megan Murphy. Hello. Hello. Um, there is this... nothing more awkward than hearing yourself introduced. And, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But also, like, lovely. Please do mm-hmm. my eulogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's kind to... of what an intro is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Eulogy. <laughs> it is being at your own funeral. It's being at your yeah. own funeral. That's what it is. Yeah. 
Um, okay, come right out. Oh, wait, they're dead. Never mind. Yeah, never it's- mind. I, I honestly, the people say they want to be at their own funeral. It's awkward. It's strange. It's, I want to be been watching. been to your own funeral? No, I you, mean, you know, been? when people are like, I want to be, you know, like people, you know, some people will like throw funerals for themselves, like before. Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, yes. they pass away yes. to like mm. really enjoy the party or whatever. Yeah. I, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't think it's very nice. It's lovely. And I hope Brian is there and I hope he does the exact same spiel that he just did. Um, I oh, hope there's yeah. more credits. I hope yeah. I, we can add to my list of credits uh, before then. <laughs> I but, mean, I only named a few. I can go yeah. through the rest. But. No, no. I just want to be like, I hope I listen. I hope James Cameron, I hope one day I get to be mm-hmm. in Titanic two. back to the mm-hmm. Titanic. And mm-hmm. um, that'll be, that'll be the kickoff. You know yeah. her from... Well, they, they did Titanic yeah. 2 in real life, and it didn't work out so well. They did, the, uh, right. It yeah. did not work out. It did, Yeah. Well, did they get Rose's granddaughter back? Because that would have been... That's the get To go on Titanic the Titan submersible on that yeah. one? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that like four minutes into the movie, he's like, oh, this is how submersibles work, and there's too much pressure. And yeah. by the way, if the yeah. window broke, we'd all die. I I'm thought like, of that, and then oh I was like, you're, you're goddamn welcome. This is a topical... This shit right here, well, it's a little out of date, but it's pretty topical. This is a very, this is an yeah. extremely topical choice because how we arrived at this was that we know that you have seen, uh, for your show, the Oscar should have gone to mm. you and your host, uh, your co-host Craig. You've seen at this point almost every every Best Picture nominee ever made, probably. I've right? seen every Best pic- Best Picture nominee up until from 1941 on. Okay. Oh, so not Wings. You pass so on wings. not wings, not. <laughs> okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen wings yet. Got to get okay, back to fine. that. But you, ba- you basically, your show basically started in the started as a contemporary discussion, kind of worked backward. Uh, yes, okay. yes, because I again, speaking of funerals, I thought we'd be dead by now. I didn't think that. I didn't know what I was signing up for. I every mm-hmm. every morning that I wake up, I'm in a new hell where I have to watch fucking. I don't foreign correspondent, you know, and um, hey, I like that. Yeah, movie. <laughs> this is this is my heaven. Because- That's a Joel McRae classic. How dare you? Yeah, well, but we've had disagreements. Like we, I know we've had uh, you and I. I know have had disagreements on we have. on like like you don't like Thin Red Line. I like Thin Red Line. <sighs> You don't like Remains of the Day. I love Remains of the Day. You mm. love Out of Africa. I'm not that hot on Out of Africa. So we've had, I've even just in casually discussing best picture films with you, but we said, what's the film? Uh, what's a, I just any film really, but what's maybe a best picture film that sticks with you? And you were like, Titanic. This is one to come mm-hmm. back to. Yes. Um, well, I wanted to talk about, te- I mean, listen, it's the thing that I've realized watching all of these best picture nominees and winners or whatever from the past. What is it now? Like almost hundred years, mm. whatever. <sighs> I'm not a math. Did you guys, can you tell that I'm not a math person? <laughs> what is this? 80 <laughs> something years. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the Academy is usually not right. Like history, especially like maybe they were right at the time, maybe for whatever the, you know, whatever the vibe was that year, that was the correct choice. But like what you realize is looking back, like it's very rare that like the best picture is not only like the best picture, but the, that like lasts like, Oh yeah. You know, like this movie is still good today. This movie is still a watchable movie today, which is why it's so delightful when you do find a movie where you're like, Oh, that movie actually like, slaps like people talk about it and it's still good and it won best picture or whatever what's one Um, that that stands out for you besides titanic do you have another one 
like Amadeus is so good and mm-hmm. the 80s are a real dearth of of good movies like most most best picture nominees I think my own personal mm-hmm. opinion winner and winners in the 80s are like they're very they're bloated they're overlong they're just like it's it's not good yeah. they don't stand up you know chariots like, you know, of unlike fire. Titanic yes not chariots bloated. of fire <laughs> unlike Titanic yeah. in my mind there's only mm-hmm. one movie that should be over three hours long and it's called Titanic mm-hmm. okay that's a bit it's that's why it's funny that for me I love Titanic so much because my my biggest pet peeve with uh, most best picture nominees or anytime a movie is over three hours I'm like you need to hire a better editor because I I can show you the places where you need to cut it out this is ridiculous like now speaking of which before we get fully into Titanic it is speaking of three hours I just wanted to touch real quickly because there's a lot of uh long movies nominated for best picture this year yeah what have you seen here what do you like uh Except for Let's past see. lives. Past lives is pretty short. Zone of interest is a shorty. Um, almost everything else is long. You got Oppenheimer. Yeah. Killers you of got, Flower Moon. Uh, that's as long as hell. That's very long. God, that's uh, a t- By the way, I had a baby this year, so I had to watch Oppenheimer in the comfort of my own home. And I listened to you guys talk about it with Nick Weiger. And I was like, I guess I have to watch this movie again because it didn't. And I'm a I'm a Nolan apologist. I I mm-hmm. I fucking love him. And I was like, this is not hitting. It is not hitting <laughs> for me. The like the the framing the the framing device really all the are the R D all the R D J stuff for well, me. Yeah, I was that's like, what that was. I was just like, what the heck? Why are we? It's like it's like a it's like if you did Titanic, but it was all focused on uh, Gloria the, Stewart, old like, Rose. <laughs> Or, or like, this is how they got the coal. Yeah. Like, okay, but that's not even, that's before we even get on the boat. Why? Why? Because that's not, I mean, like, set it in the coal room. Yeah, they then. had a thing, they had a whole section of the Titanic that they, that James Cameron had to cut out where they were picking out China patterns for yes. the first yes. class yes. passengers. And you know what? That's. It would yeah. be more like if it's like Titanic, like the Titanic sunk. Wow. Now let's do an hour on was like, was the captain a communist yes. or something? That- <laughs> I mean, he probably was. Um, that's why it sank. Done. He was. He, one thing he was, was worthless. Capitan, yeah, he was. He was Capitan, where do I go? Yeah. Yeah. He was bad terrible. in a crisis. Bad in a crisis. Oh no, he which shuts I think down. should be like the number one thing that a captain needs to do is be good in a crisis. He just like and also yeah. not hit fucking icebergs. So should you failed on two more counts. Boats. Yeah, order more boats. You you failed on all three counts. He shuts down. Yeah. Maybe he was too old. Is this a is this a uh, is this a uh, metaphor for the Biden administration? Titanic just kind of <laughs> like like we need help. Oh, Sorry. what should we do? Oh. oh. <laughs> children <laughs> yes. women and women and but children not re- not not but not not but not really women, women. no not, not women, women. No. Uh, not any of your actual complaints but just whatever we feel like treating i think uh titanic is a metaphor for the american healthcare system where it's like some people get a boat some people freeze to death and die yep <laughs> that is a way i've never thought of it before mm-hmm. and, like, we'll ru- and i you want you later. to know that you're ruining this movie for me <laughs> We'll come back for you later in a few minutes. <laughs> yes. Oops, sorry. Just hang tight. Just hang tight. Just float here in the freezing water. Mm-hmm. We gave Wait you in the a life- room. We gave you a lifeboat belt. 
you should be fine, right? You're floating. Mm-hmm. You should be okay. Yes, it, the water is freezing, but you should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Just but stay stop on hold. Stop it's complaining. A, it's a real yeah. band-aid on a bullet hole situation. Yeah, Man. but but such okay. So so Titanic is about Titanic, <laughs> and it's amazing to me that we still know Titanic so well that this was still in the '90s a reference where I was like, oh yeah, you know Titanic, like yeah. Got it. And I was talking to Ryan about this before we started the record. And I was like, I think it's sort of like, is this the uh, 20th century 9-11 in in some way? Like there was there was Pearl Harbor, of course, but this is the older thing that's like everybody knows about Titanic. And I think part of what is so different about that and and also about Pearl Harbor, but like you have witnesses who survived it so they mm-hmm. can tell you tales of heroism and what's missing for sort of our horrible tragedy is we have no we have so little to say well we think people did this we think this happened but mostly it's just these heroic people died like there's yeah. no there's no like uh which tra- tragedy are you boat. talking about you're talking about 911 yeah like we don't have the level of survivors who can say oh i know what happened when the when the musicians were playing this happened i remember we, well, we when got the boats P, we got over. p davidson <laughs> we have we actually have a famous well, that I guess one guy <laughs> that one guy that was on uh that one show that oh but the, he lied he lied well, about Steve is easy we have yeah, Steve, Steve is easy he was we also easy. have that that the, there's a really interesting documentary called um the woman who wasn't there i think Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called, but it's about a lady who completely lied about being in the in towers. 9/11. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally funny the lied. way that tragedy in the same way that like, I mean, podcasts are so many true crime podcasts, like tragedy really, especially like a, a not unthinkable, but like a, a surprise tragedy really fascinates people. Yeah. Unsinkable. Yeah. Um, not unthinkable, but unsinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, to mm-hmm. kind of bring it back to 2023, a movie that I loved, Society of the Snow, is such a fascinating account of the plane crash in the Andes. Mm-hmm. And it's so unlike other plane crashes because people survived and they yeah. were. A- so we know exactly like what a it's such a great movie and such a great story because, y- you know, what happened because people survived and were able to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And they're exactly. And I think people have a fascination with yes, tragedy and terrible things happening, but like a a tragedy or, or, you know, a natural disaster where there are survivors and it's that human fascination of like, well, what did you do? What happened to you? What, what did you do or what stroke of luck occurred that you managed to stay alive and can I use that uh, there? Yeah, exactly. That's what they're trying to find. And yeah. uh, like, I think it's it's like when people have some horrible thing that happens to them, like a health problem or a loss or something. It's like uh, people want to understand it so it doesn't happen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in 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 Titanic, I think the the main reason why this movie has endured and why it works a, as like a global hit is because it's a question of which guy would you be and all women want a jack but probably the majority of women are actually with the captain like, yeah <laughs> like they're married to the captain mm-hmm. and so they're like 
oh God, like this is, this is the most wonderful aspirational type of relationship, but it can only last about two days because yeah. he's going to, he's going to disappoint Cause he's going to disappoint you in some way. It's going right. to be something, you know, right. that's the whole beauty of, of Jack is that he never, we never get to see, we never have to see him, you know, be a fucking asshole to Rose or like b- take her cooking for granted or yeah. uh, be an absentee father or, you know, Oh, you know, he's jetting the, the minute that baby comes. One thousand percent. Jack, Jack, Jack Dawson's not hanging around to be a daddy. Blowing in the wind. Oh, no, he's out. He's like, I'm going back to France, honey. That ain't, no, that ain't I think he would. I think he would stick it out. I think because I think he would be so flattered by her picking him that he would be like, I. While I was watching the movie, when he when it's sort of like the dynamic is set up that she has to marry Billy Zane, who's much more attractive, actually. <laughs> like I didn't remember that aspect of it. What? I was like, oh. I am gonna have to ask you to. <laughs> Retract that statement. You're on the Zane train. That's the, I was that like, is I, the banana. That is a banana statement. Well, he's like he's like playing a like a, a man of his era. Like mm. that that look of guy would have been like, oh my god, he's rich and he's hot and all this. Oh, but he's a disgusting predatory monster. That's irrelevant. Yeah. And no. I don't get me wrong. Panty yeah. dropper for sure. For sure. But like, have you seen Leonardo DiCaprio? Have you seen him? He looks like a young girl. I, I'm not into it. <laughs> All but, the guys in this movie look like they're wearing lipstick. I think it was a 90s thing. They are. Thing. They, are, they uh, are wearing lipstick. Uh, they are. Because, that, was that because a makeup this, th- trend in the time or something? They all look a little bit like No, I think glossy. it's because this Pretty. is like a new remaster. So it's so clear that <laughs> the heart of the ocean... Looks like a ring pop. It does. <laughs> it does not. I was like, I don't there's no weight to that at all. She holds it at the end. I'm like, this is This plastic. is children's jewelry. And it looks shitty. You should throw it in the ocean. <laughs> That's why she throws it in the end. She's like, oh. I was like, I'm done with this ring pop. Thanks, mama. I got Hi. this in Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Um, I'm but curious. yeah, I think so. I think that's why some of the people look like her makeup. Like you can see her her very clear makeup, and you can see the little fuzz on her face. And I don't think we were supposed to be seeing any of that stuff. Yeah, or his makeup that he's wearing so much dark tanner. Yeah, makeup. It's like you've never been this color in your life. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But just on a just on a pure attraction level, just just say the f- physicality. You're like I I I'd rather go with Zane than with DiCaprio. This is a this is a hot take. Well, I'm not dumb. I've never dated someone as awful as. Eh, I'll take that back. I <laughs> that sort of like suave <laughs> jerk <laughs> on a motorcycle. I'm not. I'm not dumb. It's just my natural inclination is for the biggest assholes on earth. <laughs> Uh, sometimes at least sometimes. you know yourself you know yourself yeah. and that's well, all any of us see, can ask but see my my problem is 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 where they're they're like secret ones where they're like oh i'm sad like more the sea cat the captain of the titanic is more yeah. my style of like oh i i would do the right thing it's just that i'm scared and i need help and and it's hard i, just, I can't actually and i would so be for there for you but i can't do it so it's not Billy Zane. It's not like he pulls up on his Harley. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Gives you the finger and is like, 
Get the fuck on the bike. Get on. Hey, you got cellulite, babe. I'm kicking you off. Like, that's his style. He's like, you have to have sex with me because we're engaged. So you owe me everything that a wife owes me. I'm like, that's not even logical. Is that? Do you think? Well, we'll get. I, I want to ask first before I because I, I want to talk about the sex. I want to talk about sex in this movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I want to know, did you guys like what was your experience with this movie? when it came out uh i saw it in a theater and i completely lost it at the end of the movie uh i was blubbering so much that i remember there was a lady sitting next to me who was like uh um and this time when i watched it Mm -hmm. same thing happened at a different part a different part, hundred percent. I bet I know the part. But specifically, <laughs> what you're talking about is that you, when you were younger, what you, what was the scene that made you really lose it? When I, when I saw it the first time yeah. as a teen, a yeah. teen, uh, I, you know what it was? It was the idea that it was when they're panning across all the photos, and it was the idea that that this lady had found the love of her life, and then she accepted it, and then went on and lived an interesting life and i guess theoretically married some guy punched out a couple of kids and had some kids just like jack told her to um (laughs) very pro-life uh and i I was like oh that's so incredibly sad to know that you'll never have that feeling again and at that point i was too young to have had a love of my life but i was just like oh my god what if that happens yeah what if that happens and you're never you're never understood and seen and loved in that way ever yeah. again? And then the end of the movie is kind of like, for sure. Yeah, that was the best thing she had. And then the granddaughter is like, oh, yeah, OK, well, no, I know you were kind of so so on grandpa. And that just made me so existentially uh, bereaved. It was like ugh, the most okay. awful Okay. So, and then, so Megan, what was your first experience with this? So I was, I was like, I was 13 when this movie came out, which is like prime, just prime. Just, I was ready, like ready for it. And I remember my, I was in junior high and school got out on a Friday afternoon. It was like early release or something that day. And by 6.30, I have, I lived in in a, I grew up in a comically small town, like very, very Mayberry, very Norman Rockwell bullshit. And there is a one, there is a movie theater in downtown, just one. Where one, is it? What one state theater. is this in? In this New tiny? Hampshire. It's oh, this tiny wow. town. A in tiny th- state in a tiny, a tiny state in a tiny town in tiny little me. <laughs> Did you live in a teacup? <laughs> <laughs> Were you a mouse in a teacup? Come on. Every morning I, I woke up. And I pushed open the, the 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 teapot kettle and I came out and I was like, hello. And then birds flapped down oh and landed God. on me. And yes. it, it was really, mm, it's, it this was magical. sounds like the perfect setup for you to love this movie. Oh, really. a hundred percent. Especially being like, I love it here. And I also want to get out. Um, yes. And we, I remember the entire junior high was waiting in line. There's a bridge, there's a river in my town and there's a bridge that goes over it. And the line, the line for the theater to get into the theater wrapped all the way down over the bridge to the library. And it was the entire school was there waiting to wow. go see Titanic. Wow. You had to cross water to see Titanic. I had to cross water. I crossed, <laughs> I 
across water and I saw I had to walk by all the cute boys that were not interested in me for some reason. Most of them later on turned out to be homosexual. So that made sense. Uh, That Mm -hmm. that is that's who I whoever is on the Titanic who is gay. That's that's my that's my Achilles heel. That's the problem there. Oh, so that, the guy who who jumps in the boat and feels hor- tremendous guilt about it. Uh huh. That's me, Mr. Ismay. He's coded. Yeah, that's he's a little coded. That's coded. Yeah, he's a, he's not gay. We must yeah, give him something new he's to just print. A, a fancy <laughs> coward mm-hmm. with a little oh. with his little mustache. Yeah, that's my husband. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so you see uh, Titanic there in in uh, you, you, you your you're town. in the line and you're the whole town. The whole town. And that was the first time I saw this movie. Five times in theaters. Okay. Wow. In nineteen ninety. Wow. That's so many hours. Yeah. Wow. So many hours that I spent watching this movie. It just it broke me. And I like, and I also was just like, then I became very obsessed with, as a lot of like teenage girls were, I'm sure, like very obsessed with the idea of like the sinking and Titanic and the whole thing. And I, I just and I loved Leonardo DiCaprio to the point I was very convinced I was going to marry him. Uh-huh. And all everybody in my grade was like, well, you're too young, which the irony is nope. now. <laughs> too old. <laughs> I'm much too old. I'm even though he's older, I, I'm much too old for him. Yes. Um, yes. Which is the real great tragedy of my life that I did not meet Leonardo DiCaprio when I, you know, back in my modeling days when I was right. uh, a supermodel. Yes. What a shame. Um, but you were, you I were was carted in like one, one of 15 that day or whatever that he, he for him to go delivered. down the line yes. and just go. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Thing. I see a you wrinkle, but I feel I like, like the, that, I like this one. Okay. I feel like that does help this movie in a weird way though, because you can have like, He's he, he you can always imagine that Leonardo DiCaprio is out there somewhere mm-hmm. being single. <laughs> I think that's a great move for a celebrity to be like, I'm all I'm always maybe going to marry someone who had a crush on me in high school. I'm a not hundred. going to. But mm. you can think that. But you can live with the dream, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just funny because I think back on this movie and I I hadn't watched it in a few years when I rewatched it for this and I put on the the my blu-ray copy mm-hmm. and i heard the you know in the the menu is like the instrumental version of my heart will go on and i immediately had such a visceral reaction mm. and it's we talk about this a lot on uh the ostrich should have gone to is like it's sometimes very impossible to separate nostalgia from is this good or like like totally, you can, yeah. it's hard to be objective about stuff that you have such nostalgia for and i think that's true to a certain extent for from titanic like i i now that i have a, a child it's a little bit different i i my experience watching it this time was a little bit different but it is very interesting hearing that music because i realize i will never feel the way that i felt again in 1997 like watching this movie I will never feel that. I will never feel that love for Leonardo DiCaprio. I will never feel that love again. Is like, that, and is I love that, my son mm. and I love my husband, but I will never feel that. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Like I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with this man. I'm obsessed with this movie. I'm obsessed with the story of the Titanic in the way that teenage girls are. And I love that about teenage girls, by the way, that is that the obsession level and it's it, mm-hmm. it just really brings me back to that and I that's why this movie is so fascinating to me because it does inspire such like 
obsession, you know? Well, and she's that way. Rose is that way. Rose is just like hopped yeah. right on board, just being like, this is the guy. I don't care. I don't, I'm going to ignore every other thing happening. And I'm going to jump out of the lifeboat. Yeah. And even, even I think what's interesting is for a movie this old, that it really does lean on guys who ask you first are the guys that you should have a crush on and the guy who's is like pushy and obnoxious about it. You shouldn't. And that scene mm -hmm. I had completely forgotten is so sweet. It's like, obviously, he's had sex before. And he just asked her, like, are you nervous? Are you okay? like basically just says, are you OK? Yeah. And we like James Cameron, a feminist uh, hero. <laughs> Questionable we, that he we is. We salute like, a king, James Cameron. <laughs> But you know what? There is also a part, you know, when they're in there, they they're, they go to the real party, you know, when they're at the real party, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fabrizio. Oh, the, st the, the uh, steerage part. The, uh, the steerage party. The third party. The third class party. Yeah, the dance with party, the, which with looks the most like a blast. ridiculous yeah. Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says to her, can I put my hand here? He says yeah. to the woman that he's dancing with, can I put my hand here? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Blink and you'll miss it. And you fucking blinked. I must yeah, but I think it. that yeah. I think that's an interest. I think that's a very interesting and and wonderful thing that was in this movie. That who knows if that affected girls on the brink of having sex for the first time, being like, "Wait a minute, this guy is treating me more like the bad boyfriend and not the good boyfriend." Maybe, maybe that's not right. You yeah, know? and maybe it had an effect on me. No, and I want to say I was years away from having sex. Let me say. Well, I very, hope so. very many, very, very many years away from having sex. Well, not until what, like last year? Or the yeah, year like last yeah, year yeah, I had yeah, sex. When, when you conceived was, the child. And then yes, I, yeah. yeah, and I got right. that one time. You had lots of babies. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I've never been into bad boys. I've always liked sweet, little, doughy, I love makeup on boys. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sweet, mm -hmm. little, doughy face boys. So maybe that did have an, I don't know. This Maybe this, maybe this movie changes the course of my life who knows i mean maybe or maybe it's just that it's a it is a sort of like i think what james cameron is so effective at doing is understanding what are the basic things that people are preoccupied with and like they want to know that they're doing a good job uh for their community avatar is exactly the same movie yeah. Like Avatar 2 is exactly the same movie. He only makes one kind of movie. He's like, yeah. what are the what are my priorities? I have my family. family. I have like my my sense of myself and I have a giant thing happening around me. But the reason why it's emotionally effective is because it focuses in on things that are relatable to humans. It's yeah. like, are you scared of drowning? Yes. Uh, do you want to save the people that you love. Yes. Do you understand what it's like to be cold? Yes. Like, do you know what it's like to go to a party and have shitty clothes and you know you're going to be embarrassed and then try to outsmart everyone? Like, like those are scenarios that are relatable to everyone, especially teenagers. So yeah. it's a brilliant way of, of, I mean, not even teenagers, but it's like 
you're getting to a, a pretty base level of human understanding. So then you can make a billion dollars because you don't have to be yeah. like, well, I understand the references to Moby Dick, of course. In the, it's like, dude, you don't have to read anything or know anything. You just have to have anyone you love. Yeah. And there is no outside. subtext. It is text. <laughs> The, the yeah, text, text is there. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot it, of yelling, Rose, Jack, Rose, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> like it's an apocalypse tale and a survival tale. Also, as for as strong as the pl main pl uh, romance plot line of this movie is, the deeper you get into it, it's not it's not Ultimate-esque in the sense of like you're following 20 characters. But like in that last hour, there's so many scenes that are just like, okay, here's a scene, the guy's threatening the people with the gun, the gun's empty. Uh, now here's a scene where you got to control the crowd. Now here's a scene where you got to argue with the guy for the keys and the thing. And you're like, each one of those moments they fly by like there's literally one every 30 seconds but you're like god each of these is an is such an interesting vignette well, it's a, it's of survival and of human that. interaction and they, and they just they just tumble one right after another one right after another for the whole mm -hmm. movie almost yeah well and i think that's something also that he does very well is is it's like there is a boring stretch that's preparing you for an emotional hit of like, we're going to watch a whole bunch of people die. Yes. We are going to watch a bunch of people die. Get ready to watch a bunch of people die. But I did not remember that the children dying and that this time I was like, I was like concerned my neighbors heard me <laughs> because it was that level of like, just like, I didn't understand that. I had to leave the room. I, I said, I can't, I can't, I can't do this right now. The scene yeah. where he, they, the, the, where the little boy, I think the first that really kicks it off is the little boy is when the water's rushing in, he's yeah. standing in the hallway and he's screaming and they're yeah. like, we can't leave him. And they go to get him. And then the father is, takes him back. Goes and the wrong they, way. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, it's it to quote a uh, bill Paxton. I didn't really let it in. I didn't really let it, I didn't I let really it in. Let it in. I let it in. That vampire knocked on the door. At the vampire of sadness <laughs> for this movie knocked on the door and I was like, come in. And then I was like, oh my God, I am I am just scream crying right now. Scream crying. And it's and I think it's I think it's interesting to see like the the progression of like, what if I never have this love of my life? And now it's like, I do. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't lose it. Yeah. It 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 makes you realize how fragile that it's it is just funny watch again this is the other thing that i think great movies mo like looking back like the movies that i that have like that i've watched uh for the podcast or in my own experience where i've been like wow this like holds up is they hit you at different times throughout your life so when i was 13 sure i was sad about the old couple on the bed or the kids or whatever mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it was for me when he slips away and when she says, I'll never let go. And he goes and exactly what you said, the, the pictures of her on the, on the beach and having lived her life, having gone on and lived her life without him was so unfathomable to me and like, Oh, but love and all this yeah. thing. And now within the, at this point in my life, after I've had a child and, uh, you know, lit and been disappointed by myriad men, I'm not interested in the the love story is almost secondary to me. And it's just the families and the people on this ship that freeze to death, drown, whatever. That's the that is the thing that is difficult for me to take. That is the that's what's making me cry. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. that. I always felt because when I saw this movie, I saw it. I guess I was like 16 or 17 when it came out. The scene that hit me hardest then 
was that Irish mom uh, telling the story to her kids. Ugh, you were Which, 40 way, years old even. I must at, have been 40 years old or something, but but, but yeah. that was a scene. That may have been the hardest I'd ever cried in a movie theater at the, up to that point in my life. Yeah. And it was that particular uh, moment. And it's still, by the way, that mom is the, um is uh, Edward Furlong's stepmom in Terminator 2, same actress. Wow. Um, yeah. They're but, friends, uh, I think, right? James yeah, Cameron. She's in a, she's she's in in a bunch aliens of stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. She's, but, I uh, mean, that scene... That scene, I have this. I I have a movie to say never watch is um, uh, God, what's it called? It's called not Aftermath. It's the it's the Hitler one that came out oh, like Downfall. Downfall. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Downfall that involves a Nazi mom ending things when they're in a bunker and she has children, and it's it's one of those scenes where I'm like, I'm so irritated. I saw that. Yeah. No. And it. It's like it's sort of like the opposite of this. It's like it's like the kids don't understand that they're about to die, but she's giving them a story to kind of like I Yeah. That's a that's a it's real stuff. It's, it's like a like, real I'm mad at I'm mad at mom. Like, I don't, this is a part about <laughs> that being a mom that I really hate is it feels like, you know how some people can't eat spicy food because they're like, oh, it upsets my stomach. And like, that's like, a feels like a <laughs> handicap in life. It's like, well, fuck that sucks for you. Yeah. I feel like there are so many things now that are like off limits to me that I just, well, I can't, I can't watch that. I can't yeah. do that thing because that is going to like upset me too much. And so that's off limits. And so I can't watch certain things and I can't like do certain, read certain s- stories, lose stories. I can't look at, and it yeah. feels, it's annoying. It feels like, feels like a hindrance. feels like I'm pregnant and I can't drink again, you know, ever again. Ever but I again. think I think what's what's interesting about it though is that it's like what it's because your your intensity has grown, like the the impact of each one of those things. It's sort of like like it it is very much like spicy food. It's like well to me it feels like this, and to you it feels like this. It's it's just it's like a it's a concept, and I think there's a there's a sort of a beyond uh a beyond logic beyond thought. It's just your it's your body going like I cannot that's that I just didn't understand before I had a kid and I can't explain it to anyone else and it's and I think like I was talking to a friend when my daughter was like two or something and she was like well I don't know I don't know if I could really have kids I don't know like sort of talking about whether or not to have kids and I said if you don't think that you can handle life right now emotionally don't do it yeah because it's going to break you in half you you basically die the person you think you are dies and you come back to life as this other person and hey i hope you enjoy it but you will never be able to just go oh that's a thing that happened in the same way because it's like uh it's just you 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 admit your animalness i think in a way 
Yeah. And I think that's something that the Titanic does get to is these sort of like you 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 move your you you make these decisions that are really emotional decisions in the end. They're not like the musicians aren't playing because they think it's going to do anything. It's because they're like these are my people. These are these are the people that I play music with and I love them and this is this is this is it. Yeah. And, and this is a that. thing I can do. And right. I, in a situation where you can't do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Which is and the same thing bleak. with a woman. Yeah, it's so bleak. The same yeah. thing with a woman telling the story to her children is like, this is the thing I can do. Right. I, I can't do anything else. This is the thing I can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I only got a couple minutes left. What am I going to, I might as well do the thing I like or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, or or chase DiCaprio around with a gun well, in the, the, a sinking ship. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, those, I mean, those, are, those are hey, such he's poignant. He's doing what he loves. He is too. doing what he loves. He's doing what he loves, which is being a being a, a, a mustache twirling villain. Yeah. But the, but like those are very poignant examples. Like the musician and the, uh, the musicians and the and the mother. I mean, are such poignant examples of that. But the movie kind of has this overarching thing of of, of romance, which is I. They're both Jack and Rose making continued sacrifices for each other knowing like whatever this little romance i mean this is god for a 13 year old brain this must have been insane i love you so much i'm gonna die for you yeah i love this bitch so much i'm gonna fucking (laughs) freeze to death for her on a on a in the water three days ago (laughs) right but i think that's what he's so romantic he's not it's not a logical thing he's just feeling it and i would say also there's a lot of like he could have gotten on the door or whatever. I forgot he tries to get on the door. He tries to get on the door. He can't get on the door. Because it will flip now, over. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, why don't you go around the other side and wiggle on? Well, because he was tired. Because he was tired. His dick was frozen off. He was tired. Okay? He's going to kill he himself can't. anyway if that dick was frozen off. She... Don't talk about his dick going anywhere. I want to think about his dick attached to his body. He'd get, he'd get back to the shore and be like, oh, my dick's gone. So... Oh, that is Just the greatest tragedy. That's that's, that's for that, Ryan. That would be the greatest oh. tragedy. Titanic is for any frozen? man. I assume, right? How bad would would you want? Would you be like that? You'd just be like, I'm done. Just put me back in the water. Yeah, I'd be like, throw me down there with the with the captain and uh, Victor Garber. Don't you yeah. feel like that's a great part of this movie, though, is that you are getting for it's so much bang for your buck because it's a it's it's a disaster movie. It's a drama romance movie. And it's a movie ultimately about failure, which is my other my third favorite genre of movie. Mm-hmm. Massive it, failures, yeah. massive failure on uh, on a macro level. What's a, wait, what's another failure? Another great failure movie that, in this uh... like Inside Lewin Davis. The greatest Coen oh. Brothers movie, I wow. think. Wow. Oh, wow. That's great, hot. Great that's, failure. That's hot take. Okay. You know what great. my favorite shot in that movie is when you see, what is it? You see Bob Dylan uh, getting on the yes, stage. getting and on the camera the stage. just pans past. It's like, nope, this guy is, mm-hmm. he's not, he's it's too big of a flake. Not about, <laughs> not about him. Not about him. It's about Lewin going to get his fucking ass kicked in the in the alleyway that's great i mean amadeus is kind of about that too another great movie about failure as well i like movies about failure i don't know what that says about me i was thinking about uh amadeus actually in terms of of how much bradley cooper wants to win an oscar it's like you want to win an oscar so much but andrew scott 
is better actor no matter what happens than you will ever be and there's nothing you can fucking do about it and that is the premise of a great story yeah is people who want to be great mm-hmm. and are fine and it's because it's not because is there anything just, more tragic than that because that because so again tragic. it's like there's nothing to be done there's nothing you can do about yeah. this amadeus really is the great i mean not to get off on a whole other movie but it's the great movie for artists because it taps yeah. into the greatest fear of all which is that you are salieri and yeah. um ever i don't know and i don't know a, a creative person who doesn't love that movie in a kind of masochistic way because it's just like oh my god what if all i remember is what the movie candy <laughs> that's all i remember from oh yeah well there's a lot more to, i mean come on <laughs> i mean Seriously? but that is honestly if remember. you're gonna have a takeaway it's a good takeaway i remember being like oh okay <laughs> okay he was into titties but this movie, it's a, it, this was, a, by the way, we're saying, I mean, I think the, the story when it came out was like, okay, this is like a movie that 13-year-old girls, 16-year-old girls, 25-year-old girls saw a million times, and that's why it was a box office hit. That's why it was. But it, it was a four-quadrant. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Cameron, this is like, I think, the third Cameron movie we've talked about on this show. And every time... It's fascinating. I cry every yes. time you cry, <laughs> and every time every time I cry. Well, I don't know if I he's cry. Good yeah. he's, he's good at it. He's good at that. Well, because when they good kill the whale cry. who just had a baby yes. after she had multiple miscarriages, mm. I'm like, this is the this is the saddest movie I've ever seen, and I don't yeah. care about like I think it's it's kind of it also has sort of like that Disney thing of like you need a uh, a kind of like neutral enough main plot yeah that when i hit you with these these poison darts of sadness that you're going to be sort of like distracted enough by that to be like oh my god what you're killing me now with this yeah with this two second scene and you're also going to feel in the hands of a, of a of a of a really solid hollywood filmmaker this isn't like like i mean a shot of a dead baby of which there is in titanic in the wrong yes. hands could make you just go well i'm not watching this fucking movie but cameron keeps you in it because you go no we're going to get back to a movie i'm in the most solid hands hollywood has ever seen that and spielberg maybe are the are like the most solid uh, filmmakers to and great and Cameron's a great I think underrated for his visual poetry like I mean a real a real painter on the screen but I think yeah. he's but so like, interesting that he's that he seems like such a just full asshole as a person but I think that's what makes these movies kind of emotionally more horrifying than Spielberg movies like Spielberg movies seem to be they're sort of like coaxing you along with melancholy and feeling and and they're kind of like telling you it's okay the whole way through. And I, I think Cameron is more, I mean, he he's more like he doesn't care about you mm-hmm. to the point where he's going to kill you emotionally a bunch of times because he's just like, no, no, I can do this. I know how to do this. I know how, I know how submersibles work. Okay. So here's the thing about the pressure and the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, cause you don't, you're, you're your emotions are broken, but you understand what they are. <laughs> I think. That's I think that's the thing, though, about most great artists is that they are assholes, which is why I'm glad to be uh, very solidly mediocre, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be Hemingway and like shoot myself 
you know, in front of the phone. So my wife has to step over my dead body. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be a fucking piece of shit who uh, like to go back to Amadeus. Like, I don't want to be fucking bananas, cuckoo asshole person. I I'm, I'm now with age. I've realized like I I'm fine being a happier person and maybe not as great of an artist as some others may be or whatever. But like, I respect James Cameron because I think he is a, I think he is a dick, but I think you can't get a lot of times with very few exceptions. You can't get, you can't reach the body of work that he has reached. You can't get some of those shots in Titanic of the fucking half the boat in the water without being an asshole. Somebody's gotta yeah, be, maybe somebody's not. gotta be. Well, I think you can't, if you want to be a present mom, there are some like I saw this quote from Natalie Portman where she was like, no, women, we can't method act because it's like your family's not going to tolerate that. Yeah. And I was like, some families would. So you're wrong about that. But you're dead right about you can't be a good mom and be yes. doing like Jeremy Strong life. Yeah. At the same time. That's- Jared Leto sending like like dead mice or whatever to pe- like like yeah you can't you can't be a mom and be sending people dead mice you can't, you can't do be that. sending viola davis used condoms or whatever weird whatever the fuck yeah. he did is yeah, disgusting yeah. i mean bradley cooper is another great example of like i i find him so fascinating because he is such like a art artist you know whatever but i'm like but you you seem like a dick you see like you seem like way up on you know like up your own ass so so it's I want those people in the world. Those people are interesting and those people are they sometimes make amazing things. I don't want to date you. I don't want to be in your family. I don't want us to be friends. But oh, by the way, did you hear speaking of dating a, a asshole? Did you hear did you you know Lars von Trier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He 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 put out like a video uh, saying like I'm looking for a girlfriend if you know anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Lars is <laughs> Do you want to be in melancholia too? (laughs) More melancholy? But speaking of a a temperamental, just raise your hand. Speaking of a temperamental (laughs) artist or a guy, you're like, oh, great movies, but like you know, probably a probably a handful in real life. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's Lars, but he's looking. But I think that's an interesting idea that men uh, can be a handful in real life, and women is just like like. You know, Judy Garland was a mess. Her her Liza Minnelli's a mess. It's like, oh well, you can't you can't do that. But it's like if you're the famous one, and you're the guy, it's like, oh, that's fine because he doesn't really have anything to do with raising you. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's cool. You just have the name and the money, and then you see him every once in a while, and you're like, oh wow, he's really he's he's cool. Yeah, I hope he says I love you sometimes. Yeah. In the past, I'm hoping that that changes in the future going forward well natalie portman doesn't think so but uh well then i guess we're fucked (laughs) (laughs) natalie portman is nothing but a soothsayer if nothing if not a soothsayer yeah yeah she 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 knows what's she knows what's going on snubbed by the way great in may december snubbed yeah Snubbed. Great in May, December. I, you know what? Yeah, great. that's. I think that's the best Natalie Portman performance. Black Swan's but, a good performance, but, but nothing, I think that's the best. I mean, but nothing. Charles Melton is so. Yeah. I mean, on so many levels, so good. Just hundred percent. So, so so good. Like, 
I, I guess it's just I, I think about this because of because of the time that we're in in the season of, of performing or maybe just because of people losing their minds over the bear or something. It's like there are kinds of acting where it's so much acting mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's kinds of actions where it's just like you're just participating in this moment. You're talking about like, like a Billy Zane style of acting versus <laughs> like a, a captain style of acting. Well, can uh, I just say, yeah. to be fair, to be yeah. fair about all the, I think the casting on this movie is, I think it's out of this world. I think it's incredible. I think to, I think this movie doesn't work without Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. I think mm-hmm. it doesn't work. I think famously he is not a good writer. The, the, no, no, he's the not. dialogue is not good other than I mean, there's a few really good fun lines. <laughs> it's a fun script. I wouldn't. It's, it's not a, George it's Bernard fu- Shaw, but it it's a functions. fun script. Yeah, it yeah. functions. Yeah. It's like, do we need to get here from here to here? And I think that the way that they interact with each other, which is partially colored by knowing that they have now been friends ever since mm-hmm. and seemed very supportive of each other. it It's interesting because it's like. It really is like a good example of how to have a first relationship. It's like your friends, you you have a fun time with each other. Mm-hmm. You trust each other. You kind of like do things that maybe one or the other of you is nervous about. And then you have sex one time and then he dies. I and mean, it's, a dies. Great, yeah, it's perfect. perfect. <laughs> it's like great. That's definitely not yeah. going to fuck you up yeah. for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that was so uh, great. Um yeah. Can I tell you one performance that I don't think is good in this movie? This is going to be angering to some people. Oh. And I think it's okay because she's been dead for 14 years. I don't think Gloria Stewart is good in this movie. I think I agree with you, Ryan. Like, and she was old at the time. She was actually made nominated up to look even older. Nominated for an Oscar. But every line reading is like... It's a woman trying to be sassy who does not have that in her person. And I'm not saying like Elaine Stritch yeah. had to play the part, but yeah. every every line is like, "Do you want to hear my tale or not, Mister Braddock?" I literally or, was going to yeah. quote that <laughs> that exact moment is like, "That's not the way a human being talks." I don't know no. what the thought is there. Yeah, she. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know that the framing device super works there's a few funny parts it's like very when they, weird yeah it's very weird i get that they want it's like, sort of like same with savory private ryan they want to like be like look he grew old you know yes but like this started like a trend like green mile every movie after for a few years had this the to prove we can't, we can't yeah. just say they lived a long time you have to be yeah. like but those weren't like her describing all of the sex that she had that's a funny bit dudes. by the way <laughs> That's a that good is cut. A fu- yeah. That's a big, yeah. that's a really funny cut. The that cut, the reverse job. cut to them all being like, whoa, after yeah. the description yeah. of that's the... a big theater laugh. Are you kidding? That's it. It was, I remember all five times, all five times, <laughs> every Huge time. Laugh. You've yeah, seen it four time. times and you're still laughing. You're... <laughs> uh, but, that, but that crew of that boat, I'm just like, I don't... <sighs> First of all, Bill Paxton, and God bless him. I love Bill Paxton so much. R.I.P. 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 Also, yeah. not not my favorite of his performances, and it's so much. I mean, this is maybe the side is it of the Cameron. earring. Though? I was gonna say it's the ear- <laughs> the earring takes away a lot. It really does. It How it's obviously earring. glued it to ear. his ear. It's not oh. even a real earring. It's like the earrings and the tips. It's very. Oof, we're leaning you into. You know what it is. It's Jacob Elordi <laughs> and Saltburn. <laughs> what? 
He's got that same kind of like, ooh, this is like 90s cool. <laughs> you look insane. It's Jacob Lordy and Saltburn, except add 20 years. Right. It's not, right. it's not great. It's not yeah. great. Megan, are you on the Saltburn? Are you a fan of Saltburn? This yes. Is a, a big, I did like Saltburn, but, but I liked it for what it was. Like the yeah. idea, like it's camp. It's just yeah. silly and camp. He drinks bath water with cum in it. Like wh- oh why are people... God. That's Why the people- phrase of the of the year. I, but I think it's to me, it's a perfect little island away from the, exactly the stuff that makes me scream, cry on the floor. In this movie, is like, oh, I don't care about any of these people. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care. But they die at the. By the way, I love Murder on the. I found myself a new oh favorite song. I play so that all good. the time. It's great. So good. Such Did you have a problem choice. with it, Ryan? I didn't like that movie. And then Anne and I like thought about it. And then, (laughs) and then now I'm talking to people, every person I run into, they're like, you know, what's good is salt burn. And I'm like, what? Like I'm finding more and more salt burn. uh, I thought like from online, I was like, oh, people don't like salt burn. And now every single person I come in contact with loves salt burn. Well, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's good. It's, it's like, it just, I don't know. I like is I'm trying to think of like, you know what I liked was uh, Dungeons and Dragons also. Okay, with, yeah. This year. Mm-hmm. But that's just like a comedy, right? Or kind of Yeah. A, yeah but that's yeah. what I think that's the thing is people are like you're getting confused about Saltburn because of Emerald Fresnel and like, oh, but she was nominated and like this is like whatever. This is a silly this is a deeply silly movie. A yeah. deeply silly movie where you can poke a lot of holes in it. So but it's very watchable. Mm-hmm. And it's not that long. Well, the part in it where 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 the where the mom is like is like, oh, well, they rave. thought they thought that that blur song was was about me, but I don't read. It's like, come on, this is clearly supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be this funny. The whole movie is supposed to be funny, and the performances are so fun. Everyone is having such a good time. A blast. And like, why he would fucks, you not love this? It's yeah, a, it's a, a grave. It's, it's Ripley. It's talented Mr. Ripley, yeah. which I will watch any version of ever. Mm-hmm. And I need that kind of thing when it's like, I mean, it's a fantasy of like, you get everything you want. That's why the end of the movie is so satisfying. Yeah. You get everything you want. There are no consequences because you don't care about anyone and you never will. And you're a complete psychopath. And as a person who is deeply concerned with every single thing ever and feels everything kind of like, 200 percent i watched that movie and i'm like oh praise you i love this (laughs) i think that's right and i think that's 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 the secret ryan is you're looking for you're looking for it's it's the heart of the ocean you're 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 looking at it going well this is what a diamond looks like this is this is not a diamond and we're going no 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 lick it it's it's a it's a it's a ring pop. It's, a ring no, pop. No, no, no. it's good for a ring pop. It's good it's for, good okay. for yeah. it's a okay. cool looking okay. ring pop. Maybe I'm yeah, maybe I think I'm, that's a great analogy. I think it's, it's it too is, much. <laughs> just lean into it. It's a ring pop, okay? You got it out of a piñata. Aren't you happy? Yeah, it was um, free. It was free. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes. I, I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another shot and, and with that. I also uh, think uh, to be to be fair, yeah. the Elephant Man, you know, again, because exactly, that's also I can watch a great. good movie that I like. <laughs> right, I think I think it's worth noting that there is there is an element of that these guys are very hot, and I think that turns that pushes you into a direction of like, oh, like like it's highly sexual. It's Don't say it makes me hot. uncomfortable because I'm attracted to them or some something like that. That's not. 
No, I'm saying that you don't much, care okay. because you're not attracted. Oh, okay. To them. <laughs> Can we talk about on this note of ring pop and everything, and on and I'm on the on the note of being attracted to to uh, hot men, Rose as a character. <sighs> Because this is obviously any any woman watching this movie is probably identifying that w- w- with this woman. Do we like her as a character? What has aged well about this character and not before? Right before we jumped on, we we were discussing a, a lot. There's a line early on when she <laughs> boards. <laughs> mm, Rose. <laughs> I think uh, you need to take a class. <laughs> As she's boarding the Titanic, she says it was oh, the Titanic. Yes. It was the ship of dreams or whatever. But to me, it was a slave ship. <laughs> Going back to America in chains. Take- and I was like, oh, no, no, mm, no, not really. Rose isn't really woke. No, but that's OK, though. It's 1912. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah, there 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 are Civil War veterans who are still alive. Are there any people of color in this movie? Uh, uh I think they kind of just like opt out. They opt out. They knew yeah. they were like, we're not getting on this. Uh, well, Italians. Get, I think Italians that. is as close so as they can get. Yeah, the third Mario Brothers in the. You know what movie. this movie is really Sven. though? It's a it's Sven? about it's about a a. Oh, oh, a yes. Uh, two Swedish guys who don't die on the Titanic. Yeah, that's let's follow them <laughs> and them and them reading the in the paper three days later and being like, holy oh, shit. Whoa. Hey, our buddy's dead. Oh, yeah. Those guys make it. Other Swedish guy. Other those two other Swedish guys are definitely dead. Yeah, there's yeah. a the, but Rose does something in this movie that which I I, I, I and I, I love Kate Winslet in this movie. I love Kate Winslet in general. I love I mean, her. I She's love her. Un- but the other way, I think we've also talked about this movie before, Revolutionary Rogue. Well, I want to mm-hmm. talk about that because that's the rejoining of the yes, two of right? them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah, my favorite movie from that year. I absolutely fucking love that movie. I love Sam Mendes in general. I think that was my favorite movie of that year, too. Yeah. Like, it's great. Um, like they can really act together. The, the, the acting level of Titanic or the challenge of it is, I mean, it's a very physically oh, he demanding so movie. Oh, so much. That's the, the most distinct thing is watching him in this movie. And I just watched Blood Diamond, which is not really a good movie at all. I was like, my God, he was awful in this movie. In Titanic, he was bling just bang? like he was, he was like bling bang. No, no, no. In Titanic, he oh, was oh, like oh. he's reading his lines like he's auditioning. He's real. He's very. He's he's really quite wooden and not very good. And then as he has gotten older, she has not lost any of the spunkiness that makes this character appealing, and he has gained a a lot of depth as an actor. It's it's nice that both of them really ended up being better. As they got older, instead yeah. of just sort of eddying in the same, like, yeah. you know, very clunky in a way, acting with each I, other. I can I can agree with that. I mean, again, I think he has some of the tougher lines. I'm a tumbleweed blowing in the wind, and right. like like a lot of like, oh, you're so stupid, Rose, and whatever. Like he's yeah, he's taking got the, G's off of things. Yeah, a lot. he's got. <laughs> but you know the funny, he's got the he's got the tougher role for sure. But I do think like. He is a matinee idol. Like he is a 13, like what amazing casting. He is a 13 year old dream, 13 year old years old, 13 year olds, guys, everything's fine. Yes. I'm fine. Dream. And I get now it's, I made fun of you for saying that you found Billy Zane hotter, but like, to be honest, like at this stage I do too, but 
man, to cast somebody that's that much of a puppy dog and like yeah. the way they have him lit and he, yeah. you know, he looks like, of course, people like went Rudolph Valentino bananas. over here. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. he's like, he's right on the borderline because he, he, he's sort of a girl boy. Like mm -hmm. he's not, it's like, if you're trying to figure out your sexuality, you could look at Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic and be like, I don't know. I could, it could I go could either way. Any, I could be a lot of different things. And this yeah. would work for me because like he has no muscle tone. Mm -hmm. He has pretty hair. He gorgeous he has, eyes. Yeah. He's uh, very, and, he and, looks, and he's so intense. Yeah. He's so intense about his feelings. It's like, but Sorry, not threatening, ladies. but yeah, not threatening, yeah. not aggressive, but intense. Yeah. I think that they just have great chemistry and to answer your question, I love Rose. She gives somebody the finger and she punches a guy in the face. Like, and she spits. And she <laughs> spits. That's, that's fucking bad ass. Like, sure. that was the gun in act one. I didn't remember that the gun in act one is Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's <laughs> spit. Oh my God. And then she does it. Great. Yeah. I have only one Rose complaint. I, I don't want to get into the thing of like, is the character going to be in or whatever? But, Rose does deny a, a seat on a rescue boat. She doesn't deny it once. She denies it twice. She's doing. Mm -hmm. She's she's denying. She she's because remember she's she's brought up with um. Oh, Molly, I remember Molly Brown. Oh yeah, Molly Brown. And they're like, yeah. get on, go, get, get on, Rose. And she's like, no, I'm not going to get on. And then there's like the climactic one where it's like, get on. And on that one, she gets out of the boat. Yes. Yes. When and her seat, those seats are like coveted. So that seat could have gone to someone else. This is the only part in the movie where I'm like, forget the floating on the could two people survive on the door or whatever. I'm like the seat Rose gave up her seat as the boat is on its way down. That seems yeah. a bit uh, that's I know she's wasteful. in love. It's wasteful. But that's waste. That's kind yeah. of fra flagrantly f uh, uh, flaunting the, the, the great gift of life she was just given there yeah, yeah. Like, you're not wrong but when you got that good good d she got, got when so she had a taste she's, she's like had that a taste. only d <laughs> do you think here's my question they come in the beginning and she's like putting up the pictures around the room and she's like this room needs color and he goes what's the thing and again another great james cameron line something picasso like, yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, because Rose is the girl that knows the White Stripes way before they're famous. Yeah. <laughs> for like, sure. For sure. And then doesn't like them when they get famous. But she's like, are they married? Are they? They're both named. They is met. Are they married? Are they brother sister? It's never quite clear for her. Right. right. Um. But I will say, they're in the same room. Are they sharing that room? I guess. Oh, so Billy so. Zane and her. Yeah, that seems pretty oh. improper in 1912, right? Oh, I don't think. Well, she because is. the mom's there, so the chaperone, the chaperoning is happening. Okay, so they probably have separate bedrooms. I think so. Yeah. So when they fuck in the car, you're. Do you think you think he has had sex before and she has not? Yeah, he had sex with the one-legged French prostitute who had a good personality. Yeah. <laughs> got got to have, right? Got to have. No, I mean, I think the way he says it, he's like, are you nervous? Is like, I I, I know how boats sink, kind of. It's the same sort of attitude of like, yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, I'm not going to pretend that I haven't, which is nice also. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. I do have herpes, but... Like, I look like Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> in in 1912. I've probably had sex. I'm an artist who 
paints yeah. I just hung naked out, French yeah. women. I just I hung paint. out with a bunch of, yes, he's had sex, you're right, okay. But How has she he not yep. had sex before? Do you think, okay, now, by, by the way, you selling me this is like kind of blowing my 13-year-old mind. It's like very upsetting to hear. It's very upsetting that he, oh, that he wasn't a virgin? Sex. No, he's okay. not a virgin. Okay, that's fine. So has she had sex? No. She has not had sex because the whole thing with Billy Zane is he's like, you have to have sex with me. You have to treat me like a husband. And she's like, I don't want to, though, because obviously it's going to be terrible. Right. Uh, And I think her because there are multiple scenes in which he's badgering her about having sex. So she's obviously not had sex. Right. There's nothing I wouldn't give you if you wouldn't open your heart to me. Okay. I would, I would, I'll give you I money. Would almost, I'll pay you to do it in your butt. <laughs> I would say that it's ne- oh Jesus. I'd say that it's nebulous. But but what you just said the other a minute ago about like she gets fucked so good that she's she's like she's like I don't want to live. It, that seems like the transformation of the movie. Like like I'm gonna I want to kill myself in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie and then I and then I. I I uh, have sex in this car and then like that for like two hours yeah. because that is so much steam. There's so no much way steam. Oh, no, there's steam twenty minutes later. It's like two hours later. I'm sure exhausted. it's cold in that hold. The amount of steam that they generated so yeah cold. wild yeah. You know what's interesting is there's a movie that I absolutely love, a Betty Davis movie called Now Voyager, and there's a scene where she's on a cruise with her mother who who's dead set on her marrying a certain type of or not getting married because she's like you're a late baby you're supposed to take care of me and they are she meets this uh, one of the seamen and they go to a car that's parked on top of the ship and then it's like they get caught there and she and it's like okay well you're you're never gonna hang out with this guy again and i was like i bet you because this is so steeped in the universe of old movies and old glamour and stuff that that is a reference to now voyager i bet to have it in the car there's no way it's not i'll tell you what he saw he saw and i I saw in in my in my disc extras he did just straight up watch a night to remember uh, the british film and kind of hope so i think that's how he got the idea for the film he was just like like, i "I could do this better it was like i saw a night to remember (laughs) and then and then something else happened he got like a titanic or he got like some something came in the mail about titanic and he was like it's a sign i gotta make something i gotta make romeo and juliet on the titanic well and then he got obsessive like again like a 13 year old girl would he yeah. got obsessive about the fucking wreck. He's been there like 33 times or something. Like, yeah, he has a condo in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, going he's, summers, he's summers <laughs> at the Titanic. Uh, and when the submersible yeah. and when the, the, the Titan submersible went down, he was the first to say, like, you, they know. didn't submerse it right. Like that's they, they were jokers. Yeah. Well, I could have told you, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, you need to shut your face right now and make movies and never talk. Because yeah. what you think is awful and smug and dumb, like a child died on that. You don't need to. Yeah. You you don't need you don't you need to be the smartest guy in the room. You need to shut up forever. But your movies, I, I think there's there's sort of a weird parallel between him and Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, because he has the same oh, kind Kubrick? of like, huh? Which Kubrick? Uh, my I don't know. It's oh. when, when I said it, I was like, that sounds like I just said like. Cubert, Cubert, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, uh, how did I say that weird? I think I said it weird. That's why I said it again." Um, but that that it's like you know that that whole thing of like he was going to make a um, Holocaust movie, but then he was like, "Actually, no, Spielberg should make it. Uh, this is much more something you should do than me." And mm. I 
will never not be grateful that he didn't because that would truly be the most horrifying movie any of us have ever seen. Yeah, I I didn't know that about him, it, but it. I agree with you. You really need to s- s- find your stay in your lane, stay in yeah. your lane and make movies about <laughs> aliens and terminators uh-huh. and tragic events that occurred over 100 years ago. Yeah, they're just sort of like like plausible deniability about maybe this happened, maybe this didn't. Well, the water, the thing is he loves the water. Yeah. I just re- I just saw The Abyss when they put it back out in the theater for like a day. And Great it's the same movie. thing. He's been making the same movie for 50 years. Yeah, like it's, but I think it, that's so cool. It's like, why can't artists do that? If you read more than one book by a person, it's yeah. like, oh, wait, that part, you're doing that again. And I always feel like when I'm writing, like, oh, no, this isn't original. They'll know. And I'm like, no, no one cares. That's why they're reading it. Because they're like, just cool. did fucking water lilies. Just <laughs> yeah. water lilies over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, but you know what? He got really good at water lilies. Yeah. Really and one did. or two of the lo- of those paintings, you're like, oh, that's the famous one or whatever. Yeah. But there's like 900 yeah. of those of that particular. But that's kind of what I feel with Cameron. And he, but he's his batting average is insane. He almost every movie he's made has been a success. And most of them are, are I think, are great. Because yeah, he's a robot. Um, but every single, <laughs> you know, every single movie is going to have a moment where a door is closing and, and the water yeah. level's rising and we got to keep mm-hmm. our chin like above it. Like it's pulled in. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, uh, that's the, the last. I mean, that's what's so, that is what is so effective in, like, people say this about Die Hard is you can, you understand what it would be like to walk on glass. So mm-hmm. that scene works because y- y- the, the tension is built by being like, oh, there's going to be another crunch. And you understand drowning is bad. Yeah. And you can imagine having your leg caught in that watertight yeah. bulkhead or going down. I mean, of all the deaths on Titanic, what do you think would be, what would be your least favorite of all the people, the ways that people die? What would be your least favorite way? Hmm. Probably <sighs> in those question. rooms, like waiting, waiting for the water level to go up. Yeah. And just being like, yeah. uh, eventually I will run out of air and I'll just be floating for a little bit in the dark. I thought about this a lot. Which he does again in in Avatar too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 They're stu- yeah when they're stuck in the. But in they the, don't have those little yeah. wings to put on in this. I think the worst deaths are are horrible. It would be horrible to die a watery a watery death. Maybe actually dr- surviving to that final part and then dying of hypothermia in the water would be the worst. But I think that um, hypothermia though you feel. You don't feel cold anymore. I've heard that yeah. it's a peaceful death. Yeah. Jim Jim says it's a peaceful death. Jim says, well, uh, you know, yeah, Michael Caine yeah. said, Jim I know. lied. Yeah. It was agony. <laughs> Remember that part? In the Prestige? He's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, no, drowning is, is, I lied. I lied. The it's worst agony. part for me would be, I wouldn't want to get in one of these situations where someone's like giving me a seat and then I have to decide if I'm like heroic or not or... Like, as a man, you mean? As a man, that would be my nightmare. Is like, is I would much rather just get to the lifeboat and just have it be like, whoops, we're out of seats, and I'm like, whoops, I'm gonna die, rather than like have to make one of those agonizing moral decisions. That's the part of the movie that really stresses me out. Is like, like watching that crew go, 
how many people can we get into the boats and when do we and what do we do so you'd be the you'd be the the guy who's like oh i just i just shot an irish person i'm gonna kill myself i would probably be that that would probably be my your murdoch your murdoch yeah i would 100 do that because i i can't like if there's like a like if you know like at a concert or something when the gates open and there's like a Mm -hmm. rush to get in that is almost too much for me to like to just be to just try to get to the front of a line or something makes me feel too guilty and weird let alone racing to like a lifeboat that stuff is like really which is why like the the pro- the prospect of like as we as we have like an impending idea of climate change or oh my god the world's going to get worse or whatever like the idea that like one day i might have to figure out like how to distribute fr- food with my friends or i might have to shoo someone off my property with a gun or whatever that stuff is just too much to even think about like yeah. so you'll just stay on earth i'll probably just be Elysium like i'm is taken off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. if the <laughs> bomb gets dropped i want it to be on top of my house because <laughs> I don't, I would be, I would be very bad in an apocalypse. I want Harry to be not here, but I would be very bad in an apocalyptic, uh, scenario for sure. For all of those reasons yeah. for the, I'm too polite and I don't like being cold or hungry and, um, it yeah. just would not go well. Yeah. I do. I think though that it's possible. Cause I, I think there are scenarios pre kids where it's like oh i mean whatever but i think they're uh, particularly about having small children which we both Mm do is like i i have to live because i need you to be protected and the only way that happens with as much certainty as i can have is if i live so i would be like yes i'm getting on the boat because i i don't want my kid to be freezing to death in the ocean and if she has to, she's going to do it with me. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody else. And, no, I, and I feel no that way. issues with that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I have to live too because I don't want you to be in therapy for the rest of your life talking about how right. your mom died when you were little. That's the and other thing. you can't thing. remember her. Yeah. Can't remember oh, yeah. what she was like and... Oh, it all changes I when you're a, gar- a parent or a guardian. I think it's all it's just like, yeah, your your life, your life is so connected to somebody else. It's not a question like your struggle for survival is no longer a selfish struggle for your own survival. If it comes between you and someone else, it's like, no, I got that's why like people when you they get mugged or something, they're like, I have kids. It's like, yeah, because yeah. that mean your life is objectively it is worth more it's because it's well, tied no, to another you're, life oh, Ryan, it's, it's whoa. the opposite <laughs> it's <Whoa>. like <laughs> pro-life over whoa so are you gonna kill yourself later because you're like I, what do i i i guess that's the thing is my life didn't have meaning I, my life really has meaning i think i think life can yeah. have meaning but it's just like but i think that is essential for people to believe that it's like that 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 movie the uh uh the next three days have you guys seen that movie? I have it's not. A, it's a no, Russell Crowe movie. Russell the next three days. Oh no, I highly recommend it. I think it's a it's an underappreciated heist classic. There's a guy and his wife is in jail for murder. She's lost all her appeals. She obviously didn't do it uh, because she, you know she's blonde and white and very nice. <laughs> um, but whatever, we just accept she obviously did not do this. And then he decides he's going to break her out because. He can't go on like this. He can't do this to their son anymore. And the whole movie is really focused on like him wanting to break his wife out. And then when he does get her, she's like, I don't care. I'm not going another step unless I get my kid. And then he has to be like, oh, okay, you're right. But I think that hierarchy of protection is like 
yeah, we kind of do have to be like, someone has to be prioritizing the kid and someone has to be prioritizing you. So if we don't have anyone who cares, it makes it significantly more difficult to be like, well, the children are our future. Okay, well then take care, like more than one person has to be looking out for them and their future. And I, I, I think that I really give James Cameron a lot of credit for making these giant blockbuster movies that have to do with the environmentalism, the, all the Avatar movies, which are so, it's like kids are going to see these. Maybe that'll matter. Maybe this will have, maybe it'll have an impact. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. Was that boring? The entire anyway. plot of the next three days. I, I, I feel like I now know what the next three days is about. Well, the, the other but thing I'm that, saying that, yeah. Ryan, that, that everyone serves a purpose. You don't need to be a I know we all serve obsessed. a purpose, but the moms should get on the boat first, is what I'm saying. The, <laughs> well, then you, the, then you would be the yeah. one who's like, here, let me help you row the boat so that I can get you to safety. Yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, the, yeah. It's, 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 you unless need, you are the, the, you are the winner, the, unless you are the, the only per thing you have in the world, as Billy Zane says, lying, obviously, <laughs> yes. about the son. But if they're you're, there. if you're a single dad, you all, the, then you, you, you also should have. She's all I have in the world. Or no, no, no. He's all she has. He says, I'm all she has. Yes. I'm all she has. He makes it about, he is the subject of that sentence. Let's yes. Be real. Yes. Which is good writing, really. Can yeah, I ask I mean, how this affected you guys, you, you two uh, ladies, and especially maybe when you saw it when you were. that for quite some time. When you were, <laughs> uh, when you <laughs> nice were younger, know. especially. Kate Winslet's role in this movie is uh, one of great heroism. Like I'm thinking of those, like the movie almost takes a turn. The movie, to me, the movie, when the movie really kicks into gear, the movie's long as hell. Like the movie, the, the thing that the, the iceberg doesn't even happen until like half, I think like an hour or 40 or something. It's like almost- On my like, VHS. Yeah. My, you know, the, you, you remember in the 90s, you had like the two- Double VHS. Two, I have one two. here of Titanic, yeah. yeah. So it ends with, I believe you may get your headlines, Mr. Ismay. That's mm. the midpoint. Okay, so, so, the, so they've just crashed. They just okay. hit the Titanic. So basically, yeah, the, like the, the movie has the structure where it's like they have sex in the car, like a few scenes later, like basically like a, a Jason movie, like they have sex, the terrible thing happens. Okay, and then this is that. So but she summoned. The <laughs> she did summon it with a, with with the sex her with her vagina. Yeah, they they conjure. The but yes. the movie really kicks into gear. Like it really becomes Titanic when Kate Winslet is like got that acts when she's like no i'm going down there and i'm like gonna go and like rescue my boyfriend uh -huh. and, ha mm -hmm. and haul an axe and like do this like very camerady Lim linda hamilton kind of stuff mm -hmm. by but, the way a funny a funny bit too and a and a, and a, a good line reading scene. the best good probably the best scene in the movie probably i think so i think it's a great it's definitely his best line reading when he's like do the practice and then she d does it and she hits the totally wrong mark and she goes he just goes, okay, that's enough practice. <laughs> yeah. That's a good a line. Laugh. We're laughing. Just, yeah. We're having a great time in that scene. But it's it's a, it's a flop a little bit of the expected gender kind of thing. Yeah, so but then it, we get it back. Then we get it back. He's like he talking her through ultimately. a boat sinking like he built the Titanic. <laughs> but you're watching that going like, Chip especially for a young girl watching that. Are you saying like, is this weird? Or you're like, no, this rules. Like, I'd love yeah. to save yeah, my boyfriend. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. She gave, I was like an she, axe. Yeah, she, it would be. It, I would love to be the savior. I would love to save my boyfriend. She fucking punches. Remember when she was like, "You're not listening to me. Like you're going the wrong way." And then she punches the guy in the face, and yeah. he's like, mm -hmm. "Oh, the hell with mm -hmm. you!" Like that is 
cool. Like that is a cool fucking thing. And then yes, he is very like, Oh, I know about boats, but they, it seems like they're very in it together. They're very like, yes. even when they rip the, the bench out of the wall to like whatever. And she's like, move aside, move aside. Like she's, it, they're a team. And yeah. I, that's another like very sexy thing. It's like very hot. And then at the end, when she, when they're at the, the stern and she's like, this is where we first met. Hot. Yeah. It's hot. It's great. And then it's he romantic. kisses her and he smushes her, his face against her head. And I'm like, also very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. I like that intensity. I don't I like, like that, that kind of like, I might, <sighs> you know, we might go on another date or I might just forget about you forever. No. <laughs> it's He's like, like, we no, are in great. it. We are yeah. in it together. Yeah. We are a team. And th- I, I think that's hot. I think that's, that's I why think he, he totally would have been able to become successful. It's like in the last picture show when, when the, was it Blythe Danner? Uh, Not Blythe Danner. That's no, it's completely um, wrong. Uh, no, it's Cloris uh, Leachman. Yes. Cloris no, Leachman. Yeah. No, with the, the, uh, Sybil Shepard's oh, mom. Oh, Sybil Shepard. Hot. Sybil Shepard's mom in the movie. Oh, she was in Requiem for a Dream. Oh, Ellen Burson. Oh. Yeah, isn't 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 that the mom? Like she's talking about Jeff Bridges, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you know he's gonna be successful. Daddy didn't have any money when uh, when you married him," and the mom just says, "Yeah, but I scared him into it." And she's basically just like, "Yeah, this guy is just not nothing. He's never gonna amount to anything." Yeah. And for some reason, that scene when she's she's explaining, kind of like. Uh, you know, we you have to marry well because we've run out of money. Yeah. And Rose is just like, I don't care. It's like, well, because this guy has enough vim and vigor that it's not just that she finds him uh, like sexy or something. It's like she does see see the potential in him. Yeah, you know? I think I think you're right. And he's managed to. I mean, she says you do get around for for a poor kid. Like, yeah, he he does manage to like. He is a survivor. The P word. Yeah, the P word. <laughs> she cuts herself off, but she wants to yeah. say poor. I think he does. Uh, he is a survivor, which is another reason why, Ryan, like you're annoyed that she gets out of the lifeboat. I'm a little annoyed that she gets out of the lifeboat because I'm like, if you had stayed in the lifeboat, he would have had one less motherfucker to worry about. He The ship goes down. Boom. He finds the door and he gets on the door. By himself, because uh-huh. he doesn't have your ass to worry about. He survives. Oh, you make it to the Carpathia together. What's up? This wow. is great. And bonus, we have the heart of the ocean with us. Let's yeah. pawn that motherfucker. Yeah. We're gazillionaires. You know? But wait, wasn't he chained under underground under the bottom of the ship when she was being offered the spot? N- not the second time. She, oh, that's right. That's what I'm saying. She turns down twice. The, a a yeah. rescue boat. Wait, the second one Judas is insane. Where you do the two denials? That's three. Three. <laughs> yeah. She needed. He needed. He needed one. Yeah. She. She needed one more. And I don't cock, know her. The cock would have crowed that yeah. day. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting the Bible and uh, the how to do comedy in threes <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> I never thought about that. There's an alternate reality where like they where she's just like she. He's like okay later. See, see you later. And then like he survives. And then they meet up later. But mm-hmm. it's so crazy that this movie, that's why I love this fucking movie, is that like this doesn't exist. Ultimately, like, the, yes, this is a real thing, but these people are not real. These characters did not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not real. And yet we're like, well, what if, right. what if he had done this or like, what if like for years, just people being like, what if they had both been on the 
on the door, whatever. It's, it is a really good, he did a good job crafting that love story. And I think they have as proven in revolutionary road, they have incredible chemistry. Like it's great. It like, yeah. 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 I think what's interesting about him as, I mean, I don't know nothing about him as a real person, but it's like the respect that he clearly has for her in this movie. Mm -hmm. And also in revolutionary road, it's like this unique uh, dynamic of actors that don't work together all that much, but he, what really comes across is like having fun and mutual respect, which is eh, close enough to love. Yeah. (laughs) It's close enough. I will say, I think the end of the movie sucks. I think her tossing the necklace overboard is stupid and a miscalculation. And like, feels like she's paying tribute to like, this is like my tribute to Jack or whatever. When I'm like, it had nothing. The fucking necklace had nothing to do. Right. That's just your boyfriend's yucky necklace. It's almost, it's like, to me, it's an extension of the boat thing, which is like an overall Rose character issue, which is like, you don't understand that 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 boat thing is valuable. That spot on the boat's valuable. And you don't understand that the heart of the ocean is valuable as currency to do something in life. You could be, it's not a selfish thing to hold on to. You can save lives with that much money. You could have sent your kids to college or what, you know, you could have given whatever. Yeah. But she gets off the boat in New York. She has no money. They're totally broke. Her mom is somewhere, but they have no relationship, I guess. So what she finds in her pocket, why doesn't she sell it? Great question. Great question. It's not like Jack gave it to her, so she's like, no, nostalgic Jack has nothing about to do it. With it. <laughs> Jack has nothing to do yeah. with this. I don't know if it's so big that like you can't like you'd need to like. It's like as if you ha- had like a, a a Monet or whatever, a, a very mm-hmm. like an, a priceless piece of art. You can't just take it to the store and be like, I'm gonna sell this, but. It's there's just sell the don't even sell the heart of the ocean. It's all diamonds all the way around. Right, Just sell four diamonds and you're set for life. Go to the Gilded Age house and just show up and be like, go you buy see a Aunt Ada and say, uh, Marion, <laughs> go oh see God. Carrie Coons. Go see Bertha. Go see. The, She'll figure have, it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Listen, if anybody knows what yeah. to do with the heart of the ocean, it's fucking Although Bertha. she would talk her down. She'd be like, no, too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, uh-uh, pass. No, Try again. Pay for that. Try again. It's not my first rodeo, bitch. Uh, that's what she'd say. <laughs> that is what, you know how you're supposed to do, like, the what is the character really saying work? <laughs> I think that's her, that's her secret <laughs> life, yeah. Is, I don't think so, bitch. And that's, and that's, Nathan, Lane, that's Nathan Lane's character's full that's what he's literally right. saying on the surface. I don't think so, bitch. Well, there's a there's an anachronistic quality to Jack in this movie that is sort of he's almost saying like, ah, yay, woo, I did it. I can't wait to go home and tell my bros like at the beginning of the movie. And I, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sort of remember this. But I didn't remember that he does. I'm the king of the world. He does. He he does the same pose with with Her. Luigi from from Mario Brothers in the in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I forgot that there was another person there. Yeah, everybody forgets that. Everybody forgets that's the real tragedy of this movie is everybody forgets about uh, what's his name? 
Fernando for <laughs> Fozziwig. You know what? <laughs> History doesn't Fabrizio. know. Fabrizio. Fabrizio. Yeah. Fabrizio with the most fake accent. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that kind of modernness you're talking about. By the way, this I watched the Cameron's commentary. He does talk about the people about getting taken taken down and taken to task for a lot of the anachronistic kind of uh, uh, people said that like oh there was all kind of language. Did you watch in the this with Cameron's commentary? Yes. Sorry. Okay, sorry. And he's, yeah, and he's and and so, but at the time there was a lot of stuff like you. They wouldn't have said "hock it back" or he wouldn't have said like, like when she says "masters of the universe." That's like a Tom Wolf thing that like no one would have said then or whatever, or uh, or she wouldn't have given the middle finger. No one would have done that. And he addresses like almost all of these on the commentary. He's like, people said that this was anachronistic, but I had people look at the script and it's not anachronistic. And he would be like, he's very <laughs> you much. You just had someone say this is fine. Yeah. And that's what you're going off of. <laughs> he's, he's very much like, like, no way. I was like, I, I got it all right or whatever. So he's very, he's a little defensive. What's, what's fascinating. It's kind of like a Michael Jordan thing of like most successful man in the world and still defensive. Yeah. Still yeah. like, just like, like no, 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 no. Like I did it right. I did it right. Uh, yeah, because he yeah. has to be right about everything, which makes his movies good and him sounds like insufferable. But didn't yeah. he? Didn't he marry uh, the the granddaughter? He married Susie Amos. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. He's got a. He type. left Linda Hamilton and married her for the granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's an heiress. Is she? <laughs> She's got. The, oh no, she's so not the heart of the ocean. Is, yeah, no. the heart of the ocean. She yeah. throws no, it because they didn't ever sell it. I mean, that's rude. Also, it's like give it to your granddaughter. God, I bet you she is so pissed. She would be so fucking pissed if she knew about that. There's a deleted. There's an alternate ending where she does. Where he's like, they see her throw it off or something, and uh, Bill Paxton's like, oh, or whatever. Check that out. It's like and, a horrible. And jumps alternate. in after it or whatever. I, that's yeah. funny that he marries her because that makes sense. Why they are. I feels like at a certain point there's like. Not only does the framing device like meh, but like it also is there's a lot of it. I'd forgotten that it it comes back to them a lot. And Bill Paxton has that whole like I didn't let it in thing yeah. with yeah. Or whatever. It's like none of this is necessary. He has like the last I think the last line of the movie is like I didn't let it in. And then it's like a, a shot of that of her room with like 900 yeah. pictures lined up like she puts up so many pictures in that of her life in that room and then and then the real ending which we love we love titanic heaven we cry we like that ending like that's a I good shot i love that i love that ending i have tears also the kids are there which that means i assume they'd all even cora who i assume dies which is very upsetting mm -hmm. uh yeah but the band yeah. and everybody and they're all in titanic heaven the captain's and, um, in the background everybody the captain gets to, yeah everybody gets to hang out everybody's yeah. there yeah well except Okay, so she she picks Titanic Heaven to go back to to be with Jack uh, in his normal clothes, which is a very sweet touch. Yeah, he's regular sweet. clothes. Hemp. He's not in his like tie and uh, suit. Uh, and nails. Do you have what, what? What is your Titanic Heaven? Where would you go, Brian? Where would you go? <sighs> um, probably back to the stage of the UCB where I'm being <laughs> applauded by Matt Besser. <laughs> You go to the scene with uh, you fuck my wife from <laughs> Raging Bull. <laughs> uh, Stand there. I go back to <laughs> I go back to SNL and have Lorne like me or some bullshit. <laughs> uh, oh 
God. That's what I really want. Yeah. Well, I guess it. that is that that is the more yeah. the more analogous thing is like a horrible trauma. Let me go back to this location of the worst trauma. It's a real whiplash for her because it's like probably mm-hmm. the best the best couple days of her life followed by like the worst night of her life. Yeah. Maybe. We don't we don't really know. Maybe maybe her the father of her children the most non-character yeah, yeah maybe he was maybe he was a great guy uh let's uh, in the interest of just uh, I, I know i know we got to wrap yeah, up soon. We gotta... um, uh, the, uh i can the, talk uh, about titanic for another titanic link oh my god you have the cup you have oh the god. cup the big dumb <laughs> cup i want to say i that that's the but that i'm talking about titanic I'm drinking out of a Stanley cup. It's mm-hmm. filled with pumpkin spice. Just nothing but pumpkin <gasps> spice. Oh my God. You're I'm just pumpkin spice. <laughs> I I really was like, I'm going to lean into basic bitch. And mm-hmm. I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. And I won't make any apologies. Are you going apologies. to Pilates afterwards? Oh, 100%. Is that where you're going? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to listen to T-Swift the whole way there. <laughs> oh my God. And then you're going to go to brunch tomorrow. Oh my God. But, but the basic reputation, that's why I think this movie is interesting, is that it has this reputation. It has a reputation as like basic movie. Yes, totally. But you mm-hmm. don't get that way by accident. You have to be mm-hmm. like, it has to be skillfully constructed. It has to be this like confluence of amazing This is like the things. alphabet of feelings. Okay. Yeah. This is like the most basic level of do you who do you love who yeah. do you want to be around what hotel do you want to be in in your fantasy of death and just because it's four quadrants and it appeals to a wide audience it doesn't make it it doesn't affect the quality of it for me which is again varying like there are good parts there are bad parts but it is I know you guys have used this and you like this term and I I really love this term which is like it's a movie movie it's mm-hmm. a movie movie. Mm-hmm. You go yes. and you see it and you are swept away mm-hmm. and quite literally in some cases. And it is a movie, capital M. Yeah. And I, and I, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's really, it's really got, I think it has, I, cause I haven't watched this movie since I saw it. I, I, it, it, because it was like, oh, this is such an experience. And then I realized I have not actually watched any James Cameron movies more than once. I think that they're, I mean, but I was one of, I've watched them all, you know, like even if it's once, it's like, there's something so basic about them Mm -hmm. in a way that is like, I couldn't describe how he's doing it because Mm -hmm. they don't feel like they don't have a, a, a tone or something. It's not like you watch James Cameron, you go, oh yeah, you're doing that James Cameron thing. It's more like the sequence of events are the James Cameron thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting to it's like sort of like a very broad auteur somehow. Like he is an auteur but in this kind of like the abyss is more He's an auteur, he just makes the thing. he just makes the biggest movies of all time. Crazy. Um, mm-hmm. The let's hear the MPAA rating for uh for Titanic. This is the yes. Mama Panic Attack assessment. Yeah, so this is like anything that uh hit me different as a mom now than last time I saw it. And uh, yeah, definitely. This is, this is an extremely difficult movie to watch. Just having a, a child and imagining that. I think the realness of it bumps it up because I can't help but be like, oh, somewhere in the world, someone's having to make these sorts of choices. Anytime I'm watching Titanic, someone's having to make a horrifying choice to protect their kid or to 
pretend to protect them or something or other. So I think this is just such an emotionally, uh, it's very effective for getting that feeling out. If you want to get that feeling of total horror out, this is a great kind of pimple pop. Yeah. Like what's the worst that could happen? Let me, it's exposure therapy. Let me expose myself to the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I would give it an NC-17. What would you, what would you give it? I mean, I cried like multiple times and I don't, I don't enjoy that experience. So I'm going to, I'm going to rate it R for mm-hmm. rut row you're gonna be crying <laughs> for for uh dead children implied dead children uh yeah. terrible parenting pressuring kids into stuff you know what's crazy is this was like a pg-13 which which i mean like a guy shoots himself in the head in, in this the movie, head and it's still a pg-13 that goes to show you what the ratings board is all about I yeah think they're like, there's just no yeah. blood yeah, who I think. was it Oh. <laughs> was it that did it? Yeah. Was it justified suicide? Oh, okay. It well, was that guy. I don't really like that. But guy. if that so guy had fine. shared a gay kiss, <laughs> would have R written all over it in 1997. Uh, we'll now That's rate right. Titanic on a scale of one to four. Something specific from the film, or actually zero to four. Ooh, we might, who's going to rate this movie? There, yeah. something specific to this movie. What's something you'll only find in Titanic? And we do this because. On Mama Needs a Movie, we don't believe in any kind of universal criterion. We can't we can't say that uh, this uh, every movie should try to be the same thing. This is a, a question right, of is the movie is the Get movie out of here. is it good on its Uh-oh. own terms? It's Oppenheimer. <laughs> so, oh no, oh no, I'm not a uh-huh. What is the uh, what shall we rate Titanic out of? You got all kinds of little knickknacks in this movie. There's the heart of the ocean. There's how about the leg that that prostitute lost? <laughs> now that's something you won't find in any other movie. The no. missing prostitute leg. The missing prostitute, missing prostitute leg. leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, detail which really somehow sticks out a lot years later. Yeah. Um, I'm the man. I'll go first on Titanic. I think this movie holds up despite being cheesy, and I don't even like the Celine Dion stuff, you know, song or whatever, but. I think in the like the three or four times that I saw it as a kid, it had this revelation about mortality, which I think I didn't actually was revelatory for me when I was a kid. I think Titanic is really about like self-sacrifice and and romantic virtues and watching the film as a teenager. I was scared of death. Like every every kid's like scared of death when they're 16. They're like, my life's just starting. I don't want to die. And the best thing I can say about Titanic is it actually got me thinking at that age about like, hey, we all have to die. But when you do it, how are you going to approach it? And if the situation calls for it, are you going to go into it kicking and screaming and, and cowardly or, or heroic? Uh, and uh, is is the movie kind of um, oversimplistic in its approach to those issues? Maybe, but also for like a big mass scale disaster movie to bring that stuff up. I, that, I just go back to that emotion I had when I was a kid. I'm like, that movie actually, it got me thinking differently about death when I was younger. And uh, that's like a pretty amazing thing for Moo to do. I give this movie four out of um, four uh, uh, missing uh, prostitute legs. <laughs> okay, so I love this scale, <laughs> Megan. You'll go last as the uh, and and your your rating will be the official rating for this movie forever. Uh, and James Cameron might contact you if it's not high enough. Just so yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. Ever. Like, actually, the reason why it's good is Leo might contact say. you. He might be. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, unless he wants to hire me, in which case I am tech avail. Just yes. whatever you need me to yes. do. I can take my clothes off. You don't, probably don't want to see it, but I will do that. I will do it. <laughs> Put me in some water. Where is it? Who, Just who tell cares? Me. Doesn't matter. Um, so I think uh, something that I didn't really talk about in, in discussing this is, is it's very interesting to see a movie that's from the 90s where... Like I, I, you know, some of this is the clarity that I'm now watching it with is like the, the way that they that she physically looks made me feel differently now than than when I saw it as a kid is like you're looking at a, at a, a very achievable kind of looking person like she's this mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful woman. But like in the scene where she's being painted like one of your French girls, she has stretch marks on her boob which I had never people called I, her fat in the nineties. I remember right. that being a big thing. It's awful. Like, well, and you fat. know what like, I want to say about her is like, it's so incredible how much she has just managed to handle being this famous for this mm-hmm. long and has had a great career and made lots of interesting movies. And I think it, it, it's sort of like, it is about the movie and it isn't about the movie, but it's like, you don't actually need it's the imperfections that make it exciting. And even the bad parts of the movie make the good parts hit so much harder. You need sort of like the absurd to contrast with the sublime, like this sort of incredible expanse of movie needs some bad parts to make it good. And you need to have a little fur on your face to be like a real person. And um, and I think that's part of what makes it wonderful is it has... It, it's sort of like a whole life because it's so long that that gives you all of this like sort of trite, stupid stuff, but then all this amazing stuff at the same time. Um, still, I'm probably not going to watch it again for many, many years because <laughs> I really don't like freaking out, screaming and crying. Um, so I would give it four absent a prostitute legs with also a note that I think the Navi eyeballs are based on Kate Winslet. I was watching it. I was wow. like, wait a minute. That looks just like, oh, yeah, it looks like the Navi. Yeah. That color so. and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. The way okay. that she's looking around. Before Megan renders the final and correct verdict and, and official verdict oh, on, on Titanic. Correct. She's going to be like, one star. Movie <laughs> <laughs> sucked. I thought about this body thing because when the movie came out, it was sort of it was sort of talked about some that like, wow, Cameron was savvy or whatever, like of like putting a, a, a relatable female body on screen or whatever. Like women felt girls felt good about that. But I think the movie also makes men feel um, validated in their attraction to that kind of body. I think I don't think it works without the male side of it. Like, and I think that there's a part of it that's like, oh yeah, I like that that woman. That's like a hot woman, and I'm finally seeing that is like a yeah, huge I think part that's of a good. I think that's a really good point because we're not they're they're not existing in a vacuum, and like uh, truly, the biggest scene in the movie is the literal like objectification of a of a body he's drawing yeah. mm-hmm. a body and it's james cameron drawing the body it, it 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 does sort of force you to look at it and she's gorgeous like it's it's crazy to me being a kid in that being 13 in the 90s was not a good time <laughs> not a good time to be a teenager just i don't know no, is there terrible. a good time to be 13 <laughs> not then maybe not maybe not <sighs> Uh, I would like to say that I do love the song and I, when I saw Miss Celine Dion, you will put some (gasps) respect on her name, Ryan, in Las Vegas for her residency. She ends with this song and the 
platform goes up and it, the rain comes, all the water goes all around her. And I cried and had a, a very emotional experience there as well. I hope wherever she is, Celine, I hope you're doing well. I hope you go, you get to sing again. Uh, it, very sad what's going on with her. The, the, mo- the song is a fucking bop. The movie <laughs> is a banger. No, it's not perfect. But that movie is on TV on like TBS or whatever. And you get out of the shower and you're wearing your your towel and that's on TV. You're like, well, I'm going to sit down on the bed. I'm just going to watch till the commercial. I'll just watch the shit till the commercial. It is <laughs> a banger of a movie. I'll revisit it in another 10 years and who knows what I'll get from it this this time. But every time I watch it, I'm 13 again, along with all my other ages. And I love that about it. Four out of four missing prostitute legs. No question. You heard it here first. It's a. It's Titanic. Yeah. It's the ship of dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll just uh, leave out that last thing that she said about it. <laughs> <laughs> la la la. But you know what? The fact that we only had like one really bonkers, like, ooh, I wouldn't say that, babe, line in it is it's incredible, actually. Pretty good. It's really oh, yeah. pretty incredible. Pretty yeah. good. Uh, and, he steers and, clear of a lot of that. He steers clear of a lot of political stuff, especially considering the movies takes place in 1912. Yeah. It yeah. did a very good job with a film that uh, could have been super dicey uh, upon revisit. Um, but history has looked kindly on Titanic. Titanic is an official for, uh, prostitute leg movie. And uh, <laughs> Megan Murphy, thank you so much for missing, doing this show. Missing prostitute leg. Missing like prostitute leg. Um, you know, you're our ideal kind of guest. You're, you're, you know, you're an opinionated woman online, which always goes over well. Yeah. Uh, uh, with, people, with, people, in the comments. Yeah, they Some do people like it. to say mouthy bitch. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And to they those like people, to say... I say you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, but but so uh... so smart, so funny on movies, and uh, and truly uh, uh, the the kind of perfect guest we like here. So uh, you're welcome back anytime, and uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you guys for having me. This was a blast. I looked forward to it all week. I'm so excited to to talk to such uh, cool, smart, funny people and this show is great and everybody should listen to it and before we go is there anything you'd like to plug anything coming up anything anywhere people should go to see you oh god no i mean no go you know what i'd like to plug this uh one movie that was not nominated for an oscar uh in the past whatever since 1941 is called they shoot horses don't they oh my god i have a poster of that right here People a lot of times say, like, what's your favorite movie that you've discovered what doing this mm. stupid podcast? And it's that movie. So everybody should go watch it if you haven't seen that movie. It's a great movie. Anne has a poster of it. Can't and be you wrong. Know what? You Two know mouthy what? bitches can't be wrong. You can tell if someone's seen it by how you say it. Because they shoot horses, don't they? That's how he says it in the <laughs> right. movie. But if you say they shoot horses, don't they? It's like, oh, yeah, you haven't seen the no, movie, you haven't have seen you? It. You haven't <laughs> seen it. Yeah. Dark. Very dark. So good. So another dark. movie about failure. So failure. so so you like so, them dark. So you, like, you like these movies sad. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's that's a generous uh, generous to plug. Uh, they shoot horses, don't they? Check out uh, the Oscar should have gone to a wonderful podcast. Oh yeah, that too. Check that yes. out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow Mama Needs a Movie, check us out uh, on uh, Mama Needs a Movie Pod on Instagram, Mama Pod on X. We're, we're probably going to retire that pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll move over to Threads because that's where all the yeah. cool people are, like the lifeboats, you know, <laughs> where the sinking ship is X. 
Yes. <laughs> Next week we'll be back uh, on Attention Must Be Paid with uh, the delinquent season. Uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash Eminem for uh, more information on Attention Must Be Paid. But until next time. And enjoy. Go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.